Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's the verbal version of the replay, the recap. The game set for the draft, preseason, the rematch. Players and coaches, the man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away. Dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip. We keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. And when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues. The ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. Hey, hey, what it do, what it do, what it do, what it do, what it do. We in the building, man. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got me in the house, man. You know what it is. You know what I be. You know what I do. Um, the mayor's in the building. Um, we live and direct. Once again, it's on. Hope everybody's doing, you know, their due diligence, man. Wash your hands and wear your masks and all that. Um, now that we got all the niceties out the way, um... Baseball season is, is, is back in effect, I guess, a little bit. Um, I got pretty Bob James in the house with me holding me down behind the board. Yo, we got a caller, or uh, are we just going to rock out until, until our callers come in, or what? What are we doing? Okay. All right. Not a puzzle. Um, Yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, you know how I feel about this corona sports thing, man. I'm not really with it. Because, again, at the end of the day, I'm not one that's going to get all caught up. And then, you know, um, you know, certain people get, uh, you know, uh, tested, you know, positive, And then here we go. 
So, uh, you know, for me, this coronavirus season is just going to be what it is. Whoever wins, more power to them. I'm putting an asterisk on it. I don't care what league we talk about, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, WNBA. It's getting an asterisk, period. You can say what you want to say. You could be politically correct as you want, all that. You could try to bring up strikes and lockout seasons and all that. That's fine. If that's what you that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. But for me, all of this is uh, all uh, all of this is like hanging around a, a, a string and a thread. You know, because it could all go to hell, you know, in, in a handbasket then we'll be stuck. So I'm not really gonna get caught up in who's doing what to who and who's gonna win the championship. It don't really count. And that's my thoughts on it, and that's how I feel. Straight like that. And um, hopefully we can have a conversation, 954-246-0398. If not, you know, we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. And um, last week we, we went 1-10 to 10 with the quarterbacks. Um, NFL, this week we might do 1-10 to 10 with the running backs. So I'm ready to get it in. We got pretty Bob James in the house with me holding me down behind the board. You know what it is. Um, so let's get started, man. Uh, Major League Baseball, you know what it is. That's my favorite sport. That's what I'm going to start out with. Should I do these scores, man? I guess, man. Why not? Um, bottom of the seventh, Cincinnati and Cleveland, the Battle of Ohio in Cincinnati. They're tied at two. Bottom of the fifth in Tampa, the Rays lead the Red Sox 4-1. to one. Top of the fourth in Washington, the Nationals. Defending champs lead the New York Mets 5-0. Top of the fifth in Atlanta, the Braves lead the Buffalo slash Toronto Blue Jays, 2-0. Um, in Milwaukee, bottom of the first, no score between the Brewers and the White Sox. Top of the first in Baltimore. The Marlins, they're off the, uh, the sick list. They're down in Baltimore, no score. Top of the first. Twins beat the Pirates today earlier, 7-3. Um, that was the game where the, they had to uh, delay the game for a little while because it was a drone over the field, and I guess they weren't comfortable with that. So they had to delay the game. Um, Royals and the Cubs in, at Wrigley. No score, top of the first. And then later on tonight, you got the Colorado Rockies hosting the San Francisco Giants. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening as far as, you know, sports is concerned to keep us occupied, which is fine. You know, that's a beautiful thing. Aaron Judge is, is hitting home runs like Babe Ruth. I'm not mad at that. but you know, um, the bad thing about that is nobody's there to see it. You know, that that's the crazy part. But, again, at the end of the day, man, you know, you, you got to be thankful for the little stuff. So we're thankful for it. At least we have some baseball to watch. Um, and as far as the Yankees are concerned, because, you know, that's my favorite team. Um, you know, we always talked about the Yankees, man. It, you know, they're pitching. You know, we added Gary Cole. You know, we had some things going on already with our start, our, our, our rotation. Um, but our main thing for me was our bullpen and our bullpen, you know, is deep, very, very deep. So I think that for the, you know, for, for, for the Yankees, it was as long as that bullpen can continue to hold down the starting pitching and, and, and really do what they're supposed to do. Um, the hitting is going to come around and apparently it has, um, and our, you know, relief pitching has kind of held us down during this situation, during this 
um, 60 game mini season. If that's, you know, that's what I call it a mini season. Cause it's not really a, an entire season. That's why it doesn't really count. It's not half a season. None of that. So again, how could you kind of, you know, make this a official, you know, championship season. And there's only like, you know, uh, um, not even, you know, 50%. So, again, for me, man, I, I, I'm not, I'm going to put an asterisk on it. And I'm not really interested in that whack, weak conversation about, yo, they, you're going to put an asterisk on a strike, you know, shortened season or a lockout shortened season. No. No. Because those are situations that could have been and should have been avoided. Okay? So don't beat me in the head about, oh, you know, 94 and, and, and all this, and take it back to 82 with the NFL and all that. Half of you clowns wasn't even around. So knock it off with your Google stories, okay? And, yes, those, those seasons count. I can't, you know, it's not my fault that the owners was greedy or the players was greedy. It's not my fault. But this right here, this can't be avoided. It can't, you can't do anything about it. And this is, you know, you, 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 you wrap this around what's going on in the country as far as, you know, the social unrest and things of that nature. And, you know, you got, it, it all adds up to madness. And that's what we're dealing with right now. Madness. So, um, back to the Yankees, man. I think that, you know, right now when we at, you know, 10 days into this, you know, new quote unquote season, um, powerhouse, you know, the, the lineup is crazy. Bonafide World Series contender. We beat the Red, you know, swept the Red Sox doing what we do, um, you know. But we did suffer a, a big loss during this winning streak, though. Um, set up man Tommy Conley, a right-handed change-up artist um, who is the, you know, go-to man, you know, for Aaron Boone, who, you know, uh, against, you know, uh, big left-handed bats in the late innings. He uh, messed his elbow up, and he's going to undergo Tommy John surgery. Okay? Um Conley struck out the side last Sunday in his last appearance. He felt forearm tightness, and um, he couldn't, you know, do anything at all. So he's going under the Tommy John Tommy John knife. Um, last year he pitched to a 3.67 ERA in 61 and a third, 88 strikeouts, 20 walks. Um, again, you know, uh, he's a guy that you know that was really really trusted, and and and. Uh, important part of that bullpen. I mean, some guys, you know, do step up. You know, Zach Britton, uh, Chad Green, Adam Odovino, you know, those guys. Um, I think that, you know, even with the guys that really don't get that much play, like David Hale and uh, Nick Nelson, who was a minor league guy who was a star in the minors. So, you know, these guys have to step up. Um, the Yankees have already used 17 different pitchers this season. All right. That's the ninth most in, in, in baseball, even though we had two games wiped out, all right, by um, the uh, COVID-19 when we were supposed to play the, um, the Marlins. So, again, man, um, you know, the Yankees are doing what they need to do, man. And I haven't even mentioned Aroldis Chapman yet, okay, because, you know, he was cleared to rejoin the team after tested positive for COVID-19. So, again, um, he's going to need some time to get ready. But I think once – the bullpen is where it's supposed to be. It's going to look like um, multi-innings, David Hale, Donovan Loisweiger, Nick Nelson. Middle innings, it'll be Chad Green, Adam Odovino. The setup man is going to be Zach Britton. And uh, the closer is going to be Aroldis Chapman. So, again, 
um, the, the bullpen has some names and they can work. All right. Um, and then we're going to throw Lewis Sessa in the mix. He's a long man that, you know, those long relief or a spot starter. Um, you know, he's on track to rejoin the team as well. Remember, he tested positive for COVID-19. All right. So, again, man, once those guys come back, the, you know, the bullpen's going to get deeper, deeper and deeper. So, again, um, the Yankees have shown that they are really good at navigating injuries because, remember, last year we had 30 players on the injured list. 30. All right? Um, and I remember, and I just want to go back for, for a minute, like way back, when the Yankees had, like, the craziest, most successful minor league system in baseball. Hey, when the Yankees won – the minor league team one. So again, at the end of the day, man, as long as your your talent level is is um, at its optimum, you know, in the minor leagues, you always can have somebody to step in, you know, and and, and you know, pick up the slack if somebody's injured. Um, again, having one of the highest scoring offenses in baseball certainly takes a lot of pressure off the bullpen, right? Uh, we know about Aaron Judge. We know about John Carlos Stanton and his comeback player of the year campaign. Um, but, you know, the, the backbone of the Yankees is the bullpen, period. All right? Um, again, you know, if you want to go back to, to, you know, recent Yankee days when, you know, we had Mariano Rivera, you know what I mean, doing what he does, you know, holding games down and things of that nature. So, again, man, um, I think that the Yankees are going to be all right. Um, a 60-game season, you know, I, I'm, you know, expecting a lot. But, again, I'm one of those dudes that's going to be prepared for when, um, you know, uh, it's announced that the season is going to be canceled because a lot of things are going on. This season is haywire, all right? Um, it's really a, really a lot of stuff going on that is unnecessary, um, you know, with the St. Louis Cardinals now and, you know, stuff like that. So Rob Manfred, he's got a lot of, you know, things that he has to deal with. And for him to say um, earlier in the week um, or lastly or late last week that the players were to blame because, you know, there's, you know, high-fiving and, you know, um, you know um, saluting each other and things of that nature, man, it happens. So, I mean, the players can, you know, turn around and look at Rob Manfred like, what's the matter with you? You know? So again, man, um, he doesn't want to give up the ship because it's all about money. They're trying to they trying to save that pocketbook. They got to, you know, and um, they're doing it at the expense of these players, man. And um, again, it's going to be more and more players getting, you know, that's going to come up with the COVID virus. I, I hate to say it, but it is what it is, you know. But um, I shouldn't have said that. It is what it is. But anyway, um, that's just how is how it's going right now, man. So. Real quick, man, we're going to um, run down our top, you know, I guess our top five teams in this condensed season, which, I'm again, I'm going to say it again just in case somebody didn't hear it the first time. I'm not with it. To me, this is a whole bunch of mumbo-jumbo. It's a bunch of garbage. I could only really watch two or three innings of these games. I don't get caught up in it. I'm not hyped about it. Not at all. But that's just me. Um, number five, we got the Chicago Cubs. Um, the Cubs bullpen, even though, you know, they're eight and two, um, their bullpen in the large part due to Craig Kimbrell. I don't know, maybe it's because he shaved his beard off. It's been a disaster. 
Chris Bryant really hasn't done anything. Remember, his name was in trade rumors or whatever. He hasn't really done anything, you know. And that's where the Cubs are at. New manager David Ross, shout out to him. The Atlanta Braves, um, number four. You know, Ronald Acuna. I, I did watch a couple of, you know, innings and, and, and when the when the Braves are playing like the Mets or whatever. And and the Ronald Acuna that I saw is some is not playing up to par. Maybe it's because of the you know, the situation is going on or something like that. But um it's not the Ronald Acuna I'm used to seeing. But Atlanta's still doing their thing and, and shout out to Mike Soraka. Hope he gets well. He tore his uh ACL. Um and it's crazy, and, I, and it's always something, man. It's always something. So, again, um, the Atlanta Braves at number four. Number three is the Minnesota Twins. Um, again, Nelson Cruz, man. He's the modern. He's this, he's this season or the last couple of seasons, David Ortiz. He's the new big poppy. Nelson Cruz, simple as that. He's the, big, he's the new big poppy. Um, it was already hard not to love this team. You know, and even though they went, yeah, and they went back to the Rod Carew Powder Blues, dope uniforms. The Minnesota Twins, they went back to the Rod Carew Powder Blues, baby, dope uniforms. Um, but Marwin Gonzalez, you know, is he going to do what he's doing all, you know, this all year? Is he going to keep on doing? It? I mean, it's sixty games, he probably could. If you put it in a sixty-game context, he probably could. So that's why I really don't jump out the window with this season, man. Cause you're gonna, it's it's going to be some anomalies as far as the numbers are concerned, and everybody's going to run to the, oh, you got, you're put up Hall of Fame numbers. Man, this season don't even count. We just going through the motions right now. Serious business. Um, number two is the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, um, Clayton Kershaw reminding people who he is. Mookie Betts earning his money. I'm not mad. The Dodgers are right where they you know, where, where we thought they would be at this point. Um, and number one, man, you already know, 161st and River Avenue, baby. Yankee Stadium, let's get it. Um, Jordan Montgomery, he looked good in his return from Tommy John surgery. So, again, um, the rich get richer. You already know. And I kind of forgot about Jordan Montgomery. All right, so that's another picture that the Yankees have, man, that, you know, we have a, a, a ridiculous amount of arms. And we just have to make sure everybody is healthy. And if you want to talk about, you know, concerns regarding the Yankees, I think you'd be more concerned about the lineup than, than what's going on as far as the pitching is concerned. You know, Gary Sanchez hasn't done anything yet, you know. And, um, you know, we, we still have to you know, worry about um, if, if Giancarlo Stanton can continue doing what he's doing. And, um, of course, Aaron Judge and um, – you know, that's that. But, again, other teams have other situations that they're going through. Um, as far as, you know, Shohei Otani for the Los Angeles Angels, you know, maybe, you know, he came back to trying to be the two-way player a little bit too soon, all right, because he's got clobbered his last two starts, all right? Um, I think that the Angels would be, um, you know, in their, in their best, you know, to, to not allow him to pitch, and, and then now I'm seeing that he's not going to pitch anymore this season, which is cool, all right? So again, man, um, you know that two-way player thing is hard. It's hard to it's hard, it's hard to maintain that. It's hard to maintain it. But um, respect to him, he is you know he does his thing as far as you know hitting. He's designated hitter for that Los Angeles Angels. He does his thing. But um, as far as you know him trying to pitch you know once a week, you know that's not going to work right now. 
So we'll leave that where it is. I'm not going to get into who's in first place right now and all of that. It doesn't really matter at this point. Um, I hope that Yadier Molina and Paul DeJong, you know, get well soon, man. They're among the uh, uh, positive um, coronavirus cases for the St. Louis Cardinals. You already know what it is with Yadier Molina. Um, but I, it's just a whole thing. I just think that they should just set this whole thing now. And I've been saying that. But it is what it is. All right, we're going to um, switch gears up a little bit here. Right here. I got pretty Bob James in the house with me, holding me down behind the board, man. Um, and we're going to get into a little football, man. Bob, what's good, playboy? I mean, now they can hear me. I will say, man, you know, that uh, football, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, Normally, we would have probably already had the Hall of Fame game, and we're pretty much looking at um, seeing if the actual football season will start in, within the next month. It's going to be interesting to see if that's actually going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I you know. I know people. I know what people have said. You know about uh, baseball teams, especially with the Florida Marlins, test you know who've tested positive for uh, Corona. Right. But uh, I think also at the same time, I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're hoping for the best to happen, you know, where uh, NBA players, you know, pretty much none of them tested positive, and we're seeing uh, something happen in the NBA here now, so so it's all, no it's, it's all good stuff here, but uh, for the football season, and football, of course, is probably my best topic, number two would be basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, number three, number three, boxing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for the most part, I got to say, you know, that it's still going to be an interesting year. It's still going to be an interesting year. They're going to try to work something out. I know that. But, you know, the one place I'm surprised they're not allowing crowds in yet and I think they should. It's for NHL hockey. I think th- think about it. they already got a glass that's already behind on the crowd already, and you could work out social distancing, you know, in the in those arenas for hockey. So I'm surprised they have not tried even having a partial crowd in there. Um, I think as far as hockey is concerned. Hockey did it right because, first of all, they went straight to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Um, they, they, you know, worked out their situation. Um, I think they're doing, you know, their due diligence. But then, again, look at it like this, Bob. Canada's not allowing that. You know what I mean? So it goes back to the Blue Jays. They're not allowed to even play in, in, in Canada. So, again, that's why, that's why the, the, the situation is what it is as far as these NHL teams up in uh up in up in Canada and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. I think they did it right with going straight to the playoffs and putting at least a little bit of excitement into that. I watched a couple of hockey games or whatever, but I think that um so far it's it's worked out, but it's like a race against time. They're trying to hurry up and race to get to the postseason, all these other sports, you know what I mean? By having their fingers crossed by, you know, 
hoping nobody comes up with the, you know, test positive. You know, so it's a race against time, man. It's a, it's a total race against time. But I think that um, the NFL at, you know, this point in time, they don't even, you know, they got time to play. And it's running out of time for them because, like you said, we should have had the, 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 um, the Hall of Fame game by now. You know, I think we would be into the first, you know, uh, week or two of the, of the uh, preseason. So, again, man, it, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. This whole thing is thrown off. But I think um, when you talk about crowds and stuff like that, I think even if they did allow crowds to come to the game, I think the stadiums wouldn't be full. And then that would be a bad look for TV. So, again, I mean, I think that they're doing everything in their power, everything they think, think of to um, – still will put the games on the show must go on but um again you know with the with the crowd and stuff like that man i i i think that they're doing the right thing as far as not allowing um crowds i mean um if they want to do like a 20 percent thing uh bob if you know what i'm saying they want to do a 20 percent as far as the, the crowd is concerned and then you know little time goes by they can work it up to 40 then 50, you know, I think that was the plan when they were talking about it a couple months ago as far as trying to, you know, get people back into the seats. You know, because you can't just jump out the window and say, I'm going to put 50,000 people in the stadium. You know, you might have to do it like where you're social distancing the crowd, you know. And um, I think that's the safest way to do it, you know. But still, you, you're still, you know, tempted fate because this thing ain't going nowhere. The numbers are still, you know, doing, you know, you know, going in the wrong direction. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, we, what we're used to and um, what's going on now, two different things. But I think this is going to be, you know, more about, you know, where we are right now as far as, you know, some kind of normalcy. This is where we are right now. And it's sad, but that's what we're dealing with. Um, I was going to talk about top 10 running backs. But I think I'm going to say that. I want to get into something else, man. Um, I want to talk about this Aaron Rodgers thing. I mean, you know, and I think I talked about this before, Bob. Aaron Rodgers is turning into the new Brett Favre. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was that dude. I mean, he respected Aaron Rodgers. You know, got a, you know, a, a ring and... You know, doing his thing with the with the late you know touchdown passes and the, and the big games and all that, and he's very very respected. Um, now since you know the the, the Packers went out and they drafted uh, Jordan Love, um, which is what you're supposed to do if your quarterback is you know getting you know um, a little a little bit older, you got to have somebody to you know fall back on, and I don't think that's a wrong thing. You know, um, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have somebody that's ready to step in if the starting quarterback, you know, is not available or if he gets hurt or just ready to take over. Um, I don't know, man. I think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is kind of like, you know, doing doing himself a, uh, a disservice, man. You know, I, I, I don't know, man. He, he says he sees an eventual split with the Green Bay Packers because of, you know, the investment that the team took out in Jordan Love, which is what – Brett Favre said when Aaron Rodgers was just, you know, new to the team. 
So that's my point when I say Aaron Rodgers is the new Brett Favre. And it, didn't even, it doesn't even have to be like that. I have respect for Aaron Rodgers, but I really don't have a lot of respect for him now. Because at the end of the day, it's, you're, you're not going to be around forever. Period. You're not going to be around forever. And if you got somebody in there that, you know, is going gonna, is gonna to be uh, able to step in, not take your job, it's not like we're just putting you out the pasture. And I don't understand that. Everybody's so about me, 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 and I'm so great, and I'm going to be around forever, and can't nobody replace me, and this and that, and the third. Knock it off, man. Word. And then, and I, and, and I like having these conversations because I like watching people squirm in their seats when they come up with these nonsensical topics, and then when you, and then when you talk to them about it, then they want to switch. They want to try to, you know, move the goalposts. It goes from Aaron Rodgers not wanting to be on the Packers or being mad at the Packers because they drafted his eventual successor. And we start, when we talk about that, now you talk about, oh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have no help. I think Aaron Rodgers had plenty of help. I don't think the, the problem with Green Bay is the offense. I think the problem with Green Bay is the defense. And Aaron Rodgers, the last time I checked, Aaron Rodgers don't play defense. So for me, I think that, um, you know, even this team, you know, this Green Bay Packers team, they were one win within one win of the Super Bowl. How can you – what is there to be mad about? You were in the NFC champ. What is there to be mad about? I'm, I'm not understanding. I don't get it. So, again, man, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. They, you know, the Packers, they traded, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers. They wouldn't save any money. You know what I mean? So, again, I'm not mad at Green Bay. It's not like Aaron Rodgers is 25. The best days of his career are behind him, whether you like it or whether he likes it, whether they like it or not. That's just what it is. So, again, back to my original statement, I think that Aaron Rodgers is, is trying to be the new Brett Favre. So, again, man, you know, you shouldn't treat this dude like that. Man, I think he has, you know, and I don't know Jordan Love, but I would imagine Jordan Love has a, a, a hell of a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers. But it didn't seem like Aaron Rodgers have any respect for Jordan Love, and that's backwards. So, again, at the end of the day, man, a lot of these dudes, you know, they, you know, they want to be divas and they want to do this and they want to, you know, be the greatest ever. And how can you be the greatest ever when you're not really interested in helping your team continue that tradition of being the best ever? You won 13 games last year. What, and you, what, what does Aaron Rodgers have to be mad at? Nobody's supposed to back up Aaron Rodgers? Is that what you're telling me? Or is he scared that Jordan Love is really, is, is really going to, you know, uh, be impressive? I mean, again, at the end of the day, you can't have it all. And I'm really kind of tired of these dudes, man. They, 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 they make some money, they get a ring, and they start feeling themselves. And that never made any sense to me, period. Because it's, it's these other cats that, 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 you know, oh, you're the greatest ever. You're a bad man. And this and that and that, that starts to go to your head. You really believe that? So when you start throwing interceptions and your team loses, oh, now you don't have no defense. Now you don't have this. Now it's the coach. 
Well, everything has been done to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Everything has been done. Done, you know. Now it's up to Aaron Rodgers to run with things because now they drafted a quarterback in the second round. What what was that being done? It's being done to light a fire under his his tushy, so. Yep. It's the best thing you could do. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not, I don't I don't get why they don't understand that. You know, like you, you just said, you just you know, you just put the bow on the whole package. Everything has been done to pacify this guy. Everything. They got rid of uh Mike McCarthy. This guy. So I I, I don't I don't get why, you know, he's you know, got his mouth poked out and all of that, man. Um if Derek Carr doesn't have his mouth poked out in Las Vegas because, you know, Marcus Mariota, you know, joined, you know, the Raiders, then why does Aaron Rodgers have his mouth poked out? Derek Carr is younger than Aaron Rodgers. Marcus Mariota is just as good as Derek Carr, if you ask me. Derek Carr should be the one beefing. And I think he is kind of sort of because he feels the, he feels the heat on his neck from Marcus Mariota. So again, I, I and, and, and does Aaron Rodgers feel any heat on his neck from Jordan Love? I don't think so. Not at all. So what reason does Aaron Rodgers have to be upset with the Packers? So that goes back to my original statement again. Aaron Rodgers is the new Brett Favre. Simple as that. Simple. Simple as that. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't even be like that, though. But uh, we're in a new day and time now when everybody thinks it's about, you know, it's, it's about them. But first-year head coach, Matt LaFleur, 13-3 record, NFC Championship game. Um, you know, uh, people say, and I looked at the games, and I said, well, you know what? They couldn't put up any points. Okay. They scored eight points in the first game against San Francisco, 19 in the second game, all right? Um, you got a wide receiver, Devontae Adams, doing his numbers, you know, um, and a lot of stuff around him wasn't really working. So, okay, cool. So well, how do you fix that? You grab another, you know, dynamic wide receiver in free agency, or you save your money, use your first-round pick on one, Remember, the 2020 draft, man, had, you know, the deepest wide receiver talent pool in history, allegedly. We haven't seen them guys play yet. No disrespect to C.D. Lamb. No disrespect to Pittman and all those guys. All right? So Green Bay decided to go quarterback. So, I mean, another weapon for Aaron Rodgers, does he have, does he have, a, does he have a beef? He might, Bob. He might. Because, again, if you want to win right now, you go out there and get you one of them wide receivers. You go out there and get you one of them wide receivers. So, from that perspective, I can see where he's coming from. But the only way that Jordan Love is going to see the field, Bob, and I get it, I get it, I get it, is if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt, you just got to work with what you work with. It's going to be somebody. There's a couple of wide receivers out there that that can help the Green Bay Packers. I can think of a couple off the top of my head right now. Des Bryant, 
I don't want to say A.B., but, hey, Antonio Brown is out there too. So if you want to why if you want some help, go get it. It's out there. Go get it. So again, um, you know, they still have a, you know, a, a, a need for a receiver opposite Devontae Adams. I think that um <clears throat> the good news for Green Bay is that, you know, that pass rush, man, do do things like, you know, get to the quarterback is which is what their job is. But their secondary, I spoke on it earlier. The secondary, Kevin King, Adrian Amos, you know, those guys have to step their game up because I, I've been I've watched Green Bay Packers football recently, and their secondary gets lit up. You know, um, again, I think the Green Bay Packers they only averaged twenty three and a half points a game last year. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, if he doesn't throw a touchdown or the offensive line doesn't make a block and, um, you know, he's going to let it be known. He wears, his, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. You know everything that's going on with Aaron Rodgers. But I think that, again, you know, they're still going to be a formidable challenger to the Minnesota Vikings and the NFC North. We're not really worried about the Chicago Bears. We're not really worried about the Detroit Lions. So it's going to be a race to the NFC, to the NFC North championship between Minnesota and Green Bay. So if Green Bay can get them a receiver, somebody's going to be out there. So I, I think it's going to work out for them. I'm, I'm still an Aaron Rodgers fan. I like Aaron Rodgers. But I don't like the Aaron Rodgers I'm seeing right now. Because, again, he's turning into the millennial Brett Favre. Simple as that. This is After Further Review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We're going to take a uh, pause for the cause. We'll come back. We're going to talk some hockey. We're going to talk some basketball and um, WNBA, too. And um, we're going to get out of here. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com.
Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657. Or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. 
Bong, bong. We back in the building, man. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sauron Pass. You got the mayor of the house, man. Get at me on Twitter, at RMDesk, man. Get at me on Facebook, man. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sauron Pass. It's the name of the group. Um, Yeah, man, we got another like another half hour to rock out with y'all, man. We're going to shut things down a little early tonight, man, but it is what it is. But um, we're going to keep you updated on what's going on. We're going to take it to the NHL right now, man. The NHL, they jumped right into the playoffs. I think they did 
but they, you know, did the right thing out of all of the league. They jumped right into the playoffs to get, you know, those competitive juices flowing and to get everybody up in the frame of mind of a, of a championship Stanley Cup frame of mind, which is great. Um, some scores right now, and, and, and again, um, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking what I'm seeing. The NHL, I think, is doing it right. Uh, Calgary over Winnipeg, 5-2. to two. All right. Third period, game three of this series. All right. Um, end of the first period um, with the Rangers and the Hurricanes, no score. Carolina leads that series two games to none. Uh, the Panthers and the Islanders played earlier today. The Islanders won 4-2. to two. Um, Coyotes and the Predators. The Predators won 4-2. to two. Uh, Maple Leafs and the Blue Jackets. The Leafs beat the Blue Jackets 3 to nothing. Uh, later on tonight, you got the Minnesota Wild against the Vancouver Canucks. Minnesota leads that series one game to none. Um, I think as far as hockey is concerned, man, like I could say they went straight to the playoffs, so which adds to the drama and the um, eagerness for these teams to kind of win, but even though they're, still, they're, they're playing in a bubble as well. Um, it's, it's what it is. It's hockey, man. It's, it's what you're going to you know, be stuck with now from now until, you know, uh, September, October. Um, but it's something to watch. It's something, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at this. And we're looking at this with a different eye because there's no fans. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny that, you know, you watch hockey with no fans. I mean, that's, it's, 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 it's interesting. All right. Um, NHL is playing in two hub cities, Toronto for the Eastern Conference teams and Edmonton for the Western Conference teams. Again, both cities are in Canada. We talked about this behind the scenes with Pretty Bob, you know what I mean? Um, because the United States has screwed this thing up so bad. All right? Canada won't even let their own team, the Toronto Blue Jays, play in, in Canada. Because they don't want other teams coming in and out of that country and, you know, uh, giving any time, you know, letting the coronavirus or anything get up there. So they, they did what they had to do. They shut it down. So, again, the NHL, you know, doing their thing up in Canada, right? Um, eventually, the, Stanley, the, the NHL will consolidate. They'll play the conference finals and then the Stanley Cup final in Edmonton. Right? Everything is going to happen in Edmonton, okay? Um, some questions about the NHL and, and their uh, COVID-19 season. Um. The playoff, the playoff field has been expanded from 16 teams to 24. Eight teams have been given a bye to the round of 16, while the others, are, what we're watching now, they need to compete for the final spots of each conference, um, and that's a best of five. Once we get to the round of 16, it'll be structured like the normal postseason, best of seven. The only difference is that each round will receive rather than having a set bracket all right so you'll play you'll have the top playing you know the, the the lowest remaining seed and so on and so forth um is will there be fans no but there will be fake crowd noise and it's not really that bad you close your eyes you think that the, the arena is packed they play the you know the, the the music they have the horns after the goals were scored so everything is everything um is there any real advantage to being a higher seed team in a series? Uh, sort of, sort of. Um, higher seeded teams will still get an extra home game, but it's not going to be a true home home ice advantage because you're playing in a 
in a in a neutral site city, hub city. All right. Um, again, the um, NHL is is trying to do the, in the best of their power and the best of their abilities to still make it exciting and still have the same effect. Um, will the pandemic affect play or cause any weird, weird alterations? Nah, I haven't seen any 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 difference. The only difference is that there's nobody in the in, in the arena. That's it. So again, um, games we played in the middle of the summer that might have a little effect on the ice and the surface of the ice. So uh, especially when you have several games played on them, you know, per day. So that might be a little you know, differentiation as far as what's going on with the NHL. Um, are, are they, yep, they still fight. They'll fight in the exhibition games. You know, there's not going to be like, you know, fight, you know, frequent fights and things of that nature because I think that really nobody wants to get caught up in a situation where they're fighting somebody and, uh, you know, next thing you know, they got tested positive for coronavirus, which would be crazy. But, um, you know, Let's talk about some of these teams real quick. All right. Um, we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up. This is for my hockey people. All right, I got you. Um, the Montreal Canadiens, they shouldn't be here. The Chicago Blackhawks, remember when they were really good? Times change a little bit, huh? Arizona, another punching bag franchise. Okay. But their, their general manager just quit on them like a week ago. So you read into that what you want to read into it. Minnesota Wild, boring, but they're trying to rebuild. Nashville Predators, they had a garbage season, should have been better. And they, it looked like they was kind of figuring it out before the shutdown. Florida Panthers, another punching bag franchise. Even though they were one of the best offensive teams in the league this year. But they can never really achieve any type of relevance. Nobody really cares about them. And they just gave $70 million to a goaltender who stinks. All right? Uh, Vancouver. They, you know, nice uniforms. They got a talented young core. They're always entertaining. Calgary Flames. Um, it seemed like last year could have been their year. But then they got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. So, oh, well. The New York Rangers, an exciting young team. They're rebuilding. They're probably still a couple years away, but they still have one of the most exciting players in the league in Artemi Panarin. All right, watch him when you watch the Rangers. Winnipeg Jets, they have a lot of fun offensive players. They have one of the best crowds in the league during the playoffs and the best goalie in the league. But their defense is putrid. It stinks. Garbage. New York Islanders, you know, it seems like they're on a downward trend. You know, a lot of people kind of slept on them. You know, they had Barry Trotz. We talked about Barry Trotz being their coach coming over from the champion Washington Capitals, and they turned, seemed to be turning around. But it seems like the Islanders got, you know, believe their own hype. I'll say it like that. Columbus Blue Jackets, um, a special team that, you know, prides itself on outworking everybody. Toronto Maple Leafs, they have a lot of offensive talent. It can be a lot of fun to watch. But they always find a way to lose. Always. Always. Shout out to Austin Matthews. Carolina Hurricanes, 
Nobody took them serious for a long time. But then they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And I think that that was predicated on that hit that was put on that, that young kid for Carolina when they played Washington in the first round. That turned that whole series around. Dallas Stars, a defensive team that doesn't score much, kind of like the New York Islanders. Um, Edmonton Oilers, still an underdog, even though they have, you know, two of the best players in the world, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Vegas Golden Knights, you know, I, I like them. I always talk about them since they came to the league. They're three seasons old. They have a bunch of success. And, again, they look like the best team in the West, man, by the end of the regular season, all right, before the season got canceled. Uh, Pittsburgh, almost every key player on that team, including Sidney Crosby, got hurt. And they still managed to have a pretty good season. Philadelphia Flyers, one of the most surprising teams in the league this year, went on a pretty deep run just before the league got shut down. Washington Capitals. You know, they were known as playoff chokers for a long time, but they finally won it a couple years ago, and now they have to be taken seriously. Colorado, they were garbage a few years ago, but now they have a, a fun team that is on the incline to success. Tampa Bay Lightning, talented, exciting, but they cannot be trusted in the playoffs. They had 100,000 points in the regular season last year and got swept in the first round. How that work? Um, St. Louis Blues, defending Stanley Cup champs. They shocked everybody when they won it all last year. And then they finished you know, first in the West despite losing Vladimir Tarasenko for the, almost the entire season. But Tarasenko is back. The Boston Bruins, they got the best first line in the league, and they won the East last year. But if you're not from Boston, there's a good chance that you probably don't like the Bruins. And I'm not from Boston, and I don't like the Bruins. All right, this is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We just went through every team in the um, Stanley Cup playoffs in 2020. A little quick rundown of how they work and how they move and how they do. Um. Let me jump to college football for a second. I think that, you know, outside of, you know, Rutgers, you know, um, with their whole football team, you know, being quarantined, um, which forces a delay in the release of the Big Ten schedule. It's a whole bunch of stuff going on for college football, man. And, and I imagine if it's going on like this with college football, it has to be going on like this with college basketball. It has to. Um, Notre Dame joining the ACC. Remember a couple of years ago when, you know, it was, it was beyond anybody's imagination to have Notre Dame in a conference because they were, you know, kind of like doing their independent thing. They were, you know, they had the TV deal as an independent. You know, Notre Dame, that name carries clout as an independent. So now they're in the ACC. Hmm. Money changes everything. Um, I don't want to get into the situation that's going down at TCU, all right? Because, again, you know, a lot of people have to kind of watch what they say. And, again, this is a new generation of, of, of kids that we're dealing with where they, you know, will, you know, take you to task for, you know, the, the slightest, the slightest, you know, um, you know, they feel like they're being disrespected. 
and I'm not mad at them. They're supposed to speak to that, okay? But um, I'm not going to get into that, man, because, again, um, you know, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. But, again, I, I'm not going to um, speak to it because um, it's a lot. It's still being dealt with. But I think that, you know, that you have to be careful now. How you talk to these new kids, man, this new generation of kids, you, you definitely have to be. And I think that's part of the problem. You still got coaches from 20 and 30 years ago still thinking that they could talk to these youngsters like it was 20 and 30 years ago, and you can't. And I'm not saying that the youngsters are soft. I'm just saying that they're, you know, that they, you know, I think they want respect. They want respect, and there's nothing wrong with that. So that, that, that's what that is with that, man, as far as college football is concerned, man. Um, the Power Five, I mean, the Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, the ATC, I think, um, you know, this is all set up for, you know, them to break away from the NCAA and do their own thing, which was going to happen anyway. The coronavirus and COVID-19 has exaggerated a, a whole bunch of stuff. You know, you got conferences ready to, I think the Big 12 is ready to play at the end of this month. That's crazy to me. So, I mean, you're putting, you know, you're putting a lot of, a lot of situations in, in jeopardy here. Um, and and that's, that's, that's how we're going to talk to that right there. Um, yo, we're going to get out of here a little early tonight, man. All right. Um, shout out to Pretty Bob. Um, everybody out there checking out the show. We do what we do. Check me out on Twitter after further review. 2.0, a.k.a. the Sound Rap Pass on Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter at RMDesk. Um, we're going to get it popping, man, next week. Um, I just got to get out of here, man. All right? Appreciate you, Bob. All right? We'll talk. Yeah. So that's that's what that is, man. We're going to get out of here a little early, man. So appreciate you. Shout out to Wacko Bob, a.k.a. Pretty Bob James, and the whole unit over here at um, Action VR Network, man. All right, this is uh, Left Handed, a.k.a. The Mayor. I'm out. Peace. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today.
Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for skis, watch, and clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped, every relationship we've cultivated, belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. One, two, three. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541 890 
888-888-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Plane So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. <laughs> 